Okay, well, let's start off with prayer, too, um, because we have a lot to cover, and hopefully I'll stay on topic and talk fast enough so you can get the good stuff. All right, we're going to pray. Dear Heavenly Father, Lord, it's such a privilege um, to bring us to this point in our journey of serving you um, as teachers, Lord. We understand the... um, the gift it is to to train up students, um, but especially, Lord, in agriculture, and um, it's 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 hard if you're always on your own and not knowing where to go and what to do and um, all the details. But Lord, thank you for providing this curriculum for such a time as this. Lord, I pray it's a blessing to everyone, and may your Spirit be with us. In Jesus' name, I pray. Amen. All right. So earlier we had acquainting agriculture planting with Jesus, and then God in the garden. That's the elementary and middle school version. Now this is the high school version called Grow to Know Him. And so we're really glad you've come to join us, of course. And perhaps this is the first time you've heard of Acquainting Agriculture, Grow to Know Him. Um, But it is um, an initiative that was taken on by AdAgra to develop a full primary and secondary curriculum Um, to be an incredible tool to help set up garden programs across the nation and the world. Um, The full curriculum is called Acquainting Agriculture to emphasize its purpose, uh, to use agriculture to acquaint your heart as a teacher and your students' hearts with your creator God. Um, our (coughs) Our curriculum is divided into an elementary level, grades one through four, (coughs) excuse me, an elementary, I mean a middle school level, uh, which is grades five through eight, which we had that session earlier. And then this topic of this session is acquainting agriculture, grow to know him for the high school level. All right, how many are teachers here? All right, okay, at a high school level. And some aren't, and I'm very thankful that you're here to learn about it. So I'm going to go really fast, and we will have um, some time at the end for questions, okay? So bear with me. So our objectives um, in the next 50 minutes together are why choose acquainting agriculture? Why this curriculum? Why is it important for your school? Um, How to add more to your very busy schedule? And then supportive resources for success to help you as a teacher be successful. And then once we're done with these objectives, we'll go into a more practical application, and that's why you have those handouts, because we're entering into a growing season, and I want to set you up for success if you don't already have the tools to get planting and growing when you go home. All right, the practical application. All right, so why choose acquainting agriculture as a curriculum for your school? Um, The focus is on God. It is designed to deepen the student and the teacher's relationship with their creator by highlighting spiritual object lessons with each step of gardening. We really want God to be the center, and that's what's unique to our program. Other programs will teach you how to garden, but this is teaching you to get closer to God through it. Um, It contains expert knowledge compiled from various farmers and professionals across the United States. Um, The methods taught are inexpensive, which is paramount um, in farms and farm programs um, with very little money often. And um, and the students, that allows them, the inexpensive 
side of it allows the students to then replicate what they've learned in the school um, at their homes and in the future you know if they're ever anywhere they can replicate these same methods um, if you're growing with expensive infrastructure what student really can replicate that um, it's, it's hard and then the second uh, third one fourth one uh, the engaging classrooms um, it transforms agriculture from a laborious industry to an exciting engaging class where students are learning all aspects of gardening all aspects of gardening throughout the school year which is fall winter and spring so they're very engaging it's not just the monotony of picking carrots all day long every day this is a variety of um, crops we're growing and they are engaging classes and then the book is printed on waterproof pages so that all of your class time can be outdoors without the fear of damaging the curriculum. Um, these right here are on waterproof pages. If you've ever heard of Right in the Rain, they're the company that produces like scientific journals for those scientists that go out there and document about animals and some uh, whales, whatever, you know, they're out there in the grit of nature. And so these waterproof pages, um, you can write on them even if they're wet, you can wipe off the mud. Um, and then the tops are actually made out of a very durable plastic that um, national forests um, use as their signs. So all up from Tacoma, Washington, actually. Yeah. And um, anyway, this allows the students, we really wanted them to be able to take it out into the garden and not be you know, attached to electronics to learn. Um, we wanted them to have that, increase that learning potential. Yes. Yes, what's the question? Can this, per, this, does this only pertain to classroom or can it be for homeschoolers? Individual yes, individual. yes. The question was, can it also pertain to homeschoolers? And the answer is yes, for most definitely it can at the high school level. Yep. Um, and then lastly, uh, the reason that choosing acquainting agriculture is so important is that it maintains continuity in the schools. I don't know how, how many of you have, as farm uh, managers have come into a program and you're like what were they thinking or how I don't even know how to use what they've got set up here and so then you just tear it all down and you start your own methods right and then when you leave the next person comes in and they put in their they implement their methods and so there's an inconsistency in the farm program oftentimes if you don't have a curriculum or a method that the school has adopted that you just continue on and so the curriculum allows um, a lot of continuity. All right. Now, next objective. How can you possibly add more to your already very busy schedule? So, as fellow teachers, we understand that the desire to add a new and exciting program into your school and actually being able and having the time to implement it are really two separate occurrences. Adding more to your already busy schedule, no matter how wonderful or what good intentions you may have, it doesn't always happen. You actually may not have the time to add anything extra. So here are some practical ways that you may not have thought of um, to replace or exchange or substitute regular classes for gardening. So you're not adding additional, you're just replacing. So first, look at your school's class schedule. Do you have any elective classes like art, band, choir, mechan auto mechanics, woodworking, whatever, um, that you could add a gardening class as just simply another option, an elective? 
Um, the second one, do you have different diplomas that you may offer your students? I worked at Campion Academy. They had a vocate, or they are working towards a vocational diploma, which allowed a lot of the students to take more hands-on, practical classes, and gardening fit right into that. Um, can you dedicate half days on Fridays maybe to gardening? A lot of schools will, you know, just do like fun, free half days, and then they go home. Maybe you could dedicate that time to gardening. Did everyone get a handout that's walked in so far? If you haven't, see the back and they'll, they'll give you one. Okay. Uh, instead of PE every day, uh, could you maybe a couple times a week substitute gardening in due to its physical nature? If you've ever used a hoe forming a row, you know that's extremely physical, physically taxing. So maybe you could substitute um, a PE class. Could you offer this class as an extracurricular, like another option besides sports maybe, for those who choose it after school time? Um, can you replace a subject like a life science? I know with elementary it may, it may be a little easier. Or use the gardening as a supplement to a biology chapter. Um, Maybe giving uh, extra biology credit for those students that choose to participate in a gardening class. Um, could you have a summer internship program and offer credit of some sort for those students that want to come back on campus? Um, I know in camp at Campion Academy we had um, foreign exchange students that couldn't go home during the summertime and they had to stay on campus or be, you know, uh, anyway, in some host's home, and they didn't have anything to do, so they came, they were Brazilian exchange students, and they would come back on campus and work in the farm uh, throughout the summer. That was really awesome for them, and awesome for me, too. Um, and then the last objective, um, we really want to make it as easy for teachers as possible, so we've collaborated with a lot of um, affiliates of AdAgra to help support you and set you up for success. So... We have uh, Paul Dysinger. He's the creator and developer of Born to Grow and the new Seed Time app, um, and has helped to support teachers by greatly reducing his subscription costs and fees for any teacher using our Acquainting Agriculture curriculum. It's actually a 40% reduction of his subscription cost if you buy our teacher's package. Um, his years of experience and training videos have produced a wonderful addition to our curriculum. Um, we've attached QR codes that then allow the teachers to go quickly to these demonstration videos so that you can have, hand, I mean, just right in front of your face, um, quick demonstrations of what the chapters are talking about. Um, it makes it super convenient. And then his Seed Time app right here, um, in my opinion, is the best thing since sliced bread, as they say. Um, it's, if you've ever taken any time to create a garden calendar, you know that planning out when you're going to plant, when you're going to transplant, when you're going to harvest, when you're going to do a succession planting, it can take several weeks. I mean, I had my calendar and I was, it took me a long time to write down all the details, which is very important in farming, especially um, for market gardening. But when you use this Seed Time app, it takes out all of the hardships and within hours, you can have a full season's worth of tasks. Um, and it really makes it quick. And we'll take a closer look at that. I'll try to hurry as much as I can so we can um, feature that a little more. Another supportive resource for success is Jonathan Dysinger, founder and innovator of Farmer's Friend. He's decided to help support teachers by uh, creating a agriculture, acquainting agriculture teacher's kit um, with a very budget-friendly 
16 by 50 foot hoop house. Um, I think there's row covers or maybe some ground cover in that te teacher's package. Um, all at a discounted price exclusive to teachers who purchase our Acquainting Agriculture curriculum. And I personally farm using his uh, materials. They're very well designed, very sturdy, very convenient. The kit is all inclusive. It comes to your house. Everything's needed. All bolts, bells and whistles are there. Um, and a really awesome um, setup instructional manual with a lot of QR codes that take you to hands-on, I mean a visual demonstration of it. So I don't think he's setting up a, a, a hoop house here, is he? Does anyone know? Every ad agri, he set one up for demonstration purposes. I don't know if he's going to do that here yet, but if he does, you don't want to miss it. They're very awesome and very inexpensive compared to other materials and infrastructure. And then, yours truly, I'm so glad you're in here, Joy Kaufman. Uh, she's also supporting our teachers for success. Um, she's founder and developer of Farm Stew. Has anyone heard of Farm Stew? a really wonderful ministry and program. Um, they, I highly recommend you stop by her booth and see all of the wonderful things they're doing. Um, they are, they've been using the acronym FARM, or they've used the acronym FARM STEW to create a holistic approach to the hunger crisis in Sub-Sahara Africa and expanding. Um, they're helping to train and equip local trainers from those countries to impact their own communities through F farming, A attitude, R rest, M meals, S sanitation, T temperance, E enterprise, and W water. And I was really impressed my first time coming to Adagra when I was introduced to Farm Stew. And from there, I've just been in love with their ministry. She, Joy, is working on developing a training center in Paonia, Colorado. Um, at a beautiful farm in the mountains, not only to train agriculture missionaries, but also we're collaborating uh, together to um, develop a teacher ag training center. I'm not doing my, there's Farm Stew USA. There we go. A teacher ag tra training center. Um, we're offering, it's either a week or a weekend of hands-on learning in the garden, preparing teachers to be successful in their own school garden programs. Sometimes you need just to do it in order to really, you know, make it your own and understand and be able to teach your students. And so having that um, training center is a wonderful opportunity. We hope to be able to um, create these ag training centers um, at least in every union, if not every conference. Yes, Angela. I just put a quick plug. If you have a young adult, if you are a high school student, Joy, correct me if I'm wrong, do you still have room? We have lots of room, and it's for 18 and up, so even if you're young at heart. There we go. So March 13 to March 25 is two weeks, so you can sign up for a week session. Right now we're calling it He Said Grow in March to come to Paleo, Colorado, and do the training for a week with us. Yeah, so there's a, a He Said Grow Missionary Training in Peona, Colorado, March, what again? 13 and March 13 through the 20th. Well, it's, the first week starts on the 13th, the second week starts on the 20th. Okay, so it's just a one-week program. One-week program, but you can choose between the 13th, the week of the 13th, or the week of the 20th. Yeah, and there's Wonderful. And flyers at the Farm Stew booth. Wonderful. It's exciting. I know as a teacher, to be able to go to the Dysinger's farm, the Bountiful Blessings farm, was what I needed to give me encouragement and excitement. 
and to know, um, I could read, I read all the books, all the information that was handed to me, but to actually see it in action and was so inspiring and motivating. So I'm excited about these upcoming training centers for teachers. Now, um, another supportive resource for success for you teachers, of course, is this curriculum. We've developed it for you teachers to equip you with what you need uh, to be able to be successful. So I'm going to go in quickly just um, to, to, tell, to highlight the features of our curriculum. Um, there's two parts to our high school curriculum. There's the wonderful teacher's edition and the students. And um, if you look in your... Uh, packets. You'll have two lessons there. You're having lesson six and also lesson seven. Lesson six, these are the tools if you need uh, to start growing this coming season. These are the tools that are going to get you there. This is the practical portion of it um, and we'll get to that in just a minute. But <clears throat> We are going to, uh, if you look on the first page, that's the table of contents. If you look, we have separated it out into units. There's eight units. There's preparing your garden, planning your garden, planting your garden, tending your garden, harvesting your garden, marketing your garden, sharing your garden, and beyond gardening. And of those eight units, it's divided further into 30 lessons and you can look through those, but it goes from anywhere from choosing your garden site, soil testing and analysis, it goes into uh, your garden calendar and planning it, how to calculate your seed order, weed control, pest control, irrigation, um, harvesting, going to market, um, garden to cafeteria, and then beyond gardening classes involve flowers and bees and chickens and microgreens and then farming for a living to help inspire those students to realize they can actually make a living for themselves doing what they're learning at, at school. Um, the teacher's edition has an exact copy of the uh, student's edition inside, set in the inside of it. Um, the sidebars contain important teacher information like the inspiring thoughts, which are beautiful quotes from Ellen White uh, to help further develop the spiritual theme. There's ample room for notes and planning, and especially at the bottom, and then of course on the sidebars, wherever you want. Um, teachers like to document or write notes all the time. Um, each lesson starts out with a bullet list of objectives you can see. Uh, for that week's lesson so the student can see right away what they're learning. Um, it also allows teachers to decide if they want to simply cover the basic knowledge or dig a little deeper into the advanced knowledge. Do you see that on page, it would I guess say 65 on your packets. All right. Um, then there's a spiritual lesson. It's themed um, with the rest of the lesson to help the students start thinking of spiritual connections while they're working in the garden. That's the key to this curriculum. We want them to connect what they're physically doing with God. There's also note-taking space at the end of each page, which allows for journaling thoughts, or they can even answer discussion questions there, or um, whatever you want to use that space for. Um, the discussion questions are at the end of the spiritual lesson, and they um, allow the student to just think about how it can apply to their lives individually or to others around them. And it just truly develops critical thinking and allows them to uh, 
think of long-term effects of their actions and their decisions. The science lesson is written um, as though the book is speaking directly to the student, inviting them to join them, uh, to, uh, inviting them to join in on the journey of gardening. And so the topics are thoroughly researched and compiled from scholars and experts in their field. And then the references are always listed at the back of the book so you can do further research on your own. Then the QR codes are available. And I, as I was mentioning before, they send you directly to these demonstration videos from Born to Grow's masterclass. Um, these links take you to these clips um, by simply hovering your phone, and we'll get, we're going to do this ourselves here in a minute, by simply, ho simply hovering your phone over um, with your camera over those little QR codes, and it takes you directly to it. So if we want to right now, if you want to sign up for uh, Born to Grow, it's using my information, so this is just for demonstration purposes here, but if you want to take your phone out, scan this QR code right now, use this username and password, and uh, it'll be really cool just to be able to see what we're talking about right now. So I'll give you just a few moments. I'm not gonna actually say the username or password because I don't want the whole world to know what it is, but this is just for this class only. All right. What are these for, for the bone? Oh, very nice. So Born to Grow. I, I mean, seed time app. Yeah, very nice. All right. Perfect. Thank you, Joy. All right. Do you already have a subscription? No. Well, great. Yeah. So if you want to try then and hovering it over one of the QR codes in your handout, you can definitely do that and just see if that works. All right. I'm going to have to move on for sake of time. If you don't need, if you can't do the QR code, there is the web address up there as well. It's borntogrow.net slash login. All right, did, it, did you try it and it went directly to the video? Isn't that wonderful? So as a teacher, you can be like, I'm not sure if I really understand what this author is saying. And then you just get your phone and click it. And you're like, oh, now I understand because it's demonstrated right before my eyes. And, um, and then the students can also do that. Uh, you can share it. They, the uh, QR codes are not in the student guides, but you can um, you know, display it. If you're needing a tool to teach your students with, you can just display it on your TV before you go out in the garden. All right, um, and then the other features of our curriculum, um, we just already scanned, perfect, we did all of that. Moving on to the next slide. So for time's sake, the curriculum has um, uh, many charts and graphics added to them to help the students quickly reference important knowledge, like this, uh, this is a really important planting time for winter harvest crops. Um, this is adapted from Johnny Selected Seeds on online library, and it shows you exactly how many weeks to plant before the day length actually gets too short. So if you're doing winter gardening, this is what the first thing you're going to do um, to create a garden calendar, actually, is um, to go to, to reference this chart on page 69, and that will tell you which crops actually are cold-hardy enough to be grown throughout the fall and winter. 
And this is really key to gardening um, during your school year. So there's lots of graphics in the curriculum, uh, more graphics. We're going to be creating or seeing how to create this garden calendar and then um, referencing Seed Time app and praising Seed Time app because <laughs> doing a garden calendar on your own is pretty hard. Um, more graphics. And then after the science lesson is the health lesson, which makes what the students learned relevant to their own bodies. Um, throughout the book, there are also pen and ink drawings that allow, sorry, I can hear pages turning. We're on page 75. Um, there are pen and ink drawings that allow the students the freedom to color. Um, they can use pen on the waterproof paper. They can use magic markers. They can use colors, pencils, crowns, whatever it is um, that makes the book their own. We really want them to take this book, and this is their journey with God in the garden, and they can draw on it, personalize it any way they want to. It's their creative outlet. There are also optional activities, and I say optional because some teachers <clears throat> are like, I don't have time to do it all, but these are just optional um, and they're listed at the end of each lesson. They can be great fun in addition to your regular garden work. Um, and then there's also material lists for the teachers. Do you see that on page 75? So it's a quick reference, like what am I gonna need to do these activities? Right there is a list for you. And then finally, in order to really make the connection and summarize the lesson, the curriculum has a making the connection box. Um, and that just <laughs> allows the students to um, really understand. Sometimes they just don't get it. And then there's making the connection questions that allow for further discussion just in case they missed it. We all need refreshing, right? Someone to summarize it for us. So there's some empty spaces sometimes in the curriculum, and that's never wasted space. It's a great place for drawings or whatever the student or teacher wants to add. Now, you might be wondering, how can I divide up this, um, like, do I teach this one lesson over the span of a week? And that's what it's designed for, really, is to teach one lesson per week. We've only got 30 lessons in because Sometimes you need to split these really big lessons up into two weeks. Sometimes you need time to go um, and go visit a farm or do some kind of, you know, cool activity other than what's in the curriculum. So we've only, we didn't want to make it overwhelming <coughs> for you. Um, now, as far as how you want to divide your lesson up th throughout the week, it's entirely up to you, but here's some suggestions. You might have the students read the science lesson ahead of time since it can be a little lengthy. Um, especially if you want to get out to the garden as quick as possible. Um, the spiritual lessons um, can be read at the beginning of class one day and then save for the following days the discussion questions maybe or making the connection questions and the making the connection, uh, sorry, you know what I'm saying. So all of these then can be uh, for the next few days your spiritual emphasis at the beginning of the class, just ideas. Um, after your spiritual thought, um, you can briefly highlight the science lesson concepts, but remember, you really only want to spend 20% of your time um, in lecture inside and then the rest in the garden, or it doesn't even have to be inside. You can do these uh, lessons outside in the hoop house. That's what we did. 
Um, remember, you have rainy days or snow days when you might need to stay inside, so always, you can always go back over the material uh, more in depth or anything you missed. Um, activities. Uh, oh, I, I went ahead. Activities um, are only, again, if you need something to illustrate your point a little more. Um, or if you're running out of things to do, or if you want to assign some homework, don't stress out if you don't complete them all. And lastly, you might want to have the students think over the different questions on their own and use the note-taking space for journaling the responses, like reflective journaling, um, or have the class discuss questions out loud to engage the students and better develop their communication skills. And it's definitely much easier if you have large portions of time, uh, like block schedule. Do you have that at Milo? Do you have block schedule classes? So you have a little bit more time to be able to do stuff in the garden, um, especially because you get dirty and there's a lot of time lost in taking off boots and changing clothes and all of that. All right, now for the practical application you've all been patiently waiting for. Um, this is gonna be fun for those that are good planners or at least appreciate a good plan. Um, the next steps, although they are a little analytical and will make your heart rest, though, once they are completed. So I'm going to demonstrate as quickly as possible how to manually plan out your garden calendar. Of those farm managers, do you, do you ever make a garden calendar? Do you plan out what you're going to grow ahead of time? Okay. It makes it that much easier when you're actually on a day-to-day -day basis, doesn't it? All right, and since spring is coming up, this is, why, this is how we're going to be really practical for you. So we're going to use lesson six in your handouts. You can go, I'm not sure what page it is, just the first lesson there. And then if we have time, we'll use lesson seven to help calculate your seed order. I don't know, I mean, it, for me as a teacher, I'm like, I have no idea how many seeds I need to order. And you don't want to order too many, because if you do, hi, Vicki, if you order too many, and we, I mean, they, they could, as they age, right, your germination rate goes down or pests can get in and chew them all up. So you pretty much want to order what you're going to use that season so you've got fresh seeds. All right, so looking at page 60 of your handouts, we're going to create a simple garden calendar like the graphic you see on that page or on the screen. 60. I said, I have 60. I don't know. We started at 65. Do you see this graphic on it? Uh, no, um, it's a student, student page 60. Oh, student. Oh, student. Sorry, that is oh, tricky, okay. tricky. That's right. right. Thank you. <laughs> You're welcome. Student page 60. Thank you. All right. Um, we're going to be creating this. And we're going to be using a lettuce as our example. So let's say... The goal of your garden program is to, to provide a continual supply of lettuce to the cafeteria salad bar. Um, salad bars are the first and easiest way to show your students that gardening is actually practical and can supply their needs. So let's get started. Um, we're going to read together uh, on page 61, the first complete paragraph. It starts with, for instance, you see it? Okay. All right. So for instance, you will use the seed starting date calculator to help fill out your garden calendar. That's at Johnny Selected Seeds, all right? Um, anyway, so you, go, you type that in and you type in seed starting date calculator. 
And let's say you decide to use a tried and true var variety of lettuce called Volcan Red Leaf, my favorite, beautiful, big, red-headed leaf lettuce. Okay, if you live in zone eight, which is where I live, uh, your last frost date is March 30. And so you see I've typed that in, March 30. Okay, so I went on the website, I typed in March 30, um, the last frost date. All right, and that will get you, uh, I, yeah, anyway, to get the earliest start as possible, you plug in March 30 to your calculator, and then this pops up. You see that lettuce needs to be started inside four to five weeks before setting out for transplant. So here you are. Here's lettuce right there, and number of weeks to start seeds before setting out. It's four to five weeks, or you see January 26th, to February 9. Okay, so since we want the earliest start possible, we're going to use January 26 as our starting date, S. Okay, we're going to mark our calendar, S. It's really hard to see. S on the January 26, S for start. There's your lettuce right there. All right, now looking at your chart, you can see, you can then see you are able, what? Looking at your chart, you can then see you are able to set your lettuce seedlings out three to four weeks before your last frost date between March 2nd and 9. So right here, here's lettuce again. You can set them outside, okay, right here, March 2nd to March 9, all right? And because March 2nd starts on Saturday when I was doing this. We're not going to work on Sabbath, right? So we're just going to move it over one. We're going to start on March the 1st. All right. Um, lettuce is very cold. Lettuce is very cold tolerant uh, with standing temperatures below freezing up to 20 degrees. So planting outside with a chance of frost should be fine if you're using the row cover for extra protection. All right. Now using the days of maturity for the Vulcan lettuce on the back of the seed package, it says 52 days or seven weeks. Um, you can find this information on Johnny's Selected Seeds. Um, all the information for any crop you want will say days of maturity or it'll be on the back of your package. Um, you can calculate uh, out when you're gonna harvest, which is seven weeks later. So let's count. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, okay? So you just found how many days it takes to mature, and that's when you're gonna put your H for harvest. Does that make sense? Pretty easy? Okay, just using that seed starting calculator, you just put in your frost date, it says when to start, when to transplant outside, and then you look at your days of maturity, and you're like, oh, I just need to harvest 52 days later. Now give and take, there's different circumstances that might uh, require you to harvest sooner or later, but I've seen that if you harvest too much later, the, the, the produce, like beets, they become very, like, like, toxic almost. Like, I left beets in way past the days of maturity, because I'm like, oh, they haven't sized up. And it ended up that nobody could eat them because they made your throat scratch and your mouth taste like cotton, and it was horrible. So, Harvesting pretty much close to the days of maturity that's listed on the seeds is probably best, okay? And then you can um, then do succession plantings. So it's important to have two weeks between succession plantings. So on March 15, 
So if I transplanted my lettuce then, two weeks later I can transplant my next lettuce, and then two weeks later from that, my harvest date, I can then harvest it. And so every succession planting is like that. Two weeks later, you can do another transplant of lettuce. Two weeks later, you can harvest another set of lettuce. Do you see how it just shifted two weeks? Don't forget, your starting also shifts two weeks for succession planting. So once you do that first initial garden calendar calculation for that variety, if you want succession plantings, which is just repeating the planting so you don't run out of produce, Two weeks later, just move it on and repeat that process. Make sense? Confusing? I hope so, because that <laughs> allows you to realize how important it is to uh, use the Seed Time app. And this right here, you just pick the variety you want, you put in your frost date, and it calculates everything for you. Your seed time, your transplant time, your harvest time. So if you want to Get your phones out again and hover over this QR code. It'll take you to the seed time sign up. It's called, uh, if, for those that don't have the smartphones that can do this, seedtime.us. I'm assuming that's what that means. US. And you can play around with it. Um, I think you might have to get a subscription, but that, there might be a free demo. Uh, that she passed out on those cards that you might be able to use. But it is so much better. Spending weeks and weeks upon weeks of calculating your garden calendar or using this um, will save you so much time. Hands down the best thing ever. All right, so we don't have time to watch the demo video, but that will take you to the website and you can watch that demo video. Um, we don't have... Um, very much time to go over calculating your seed order, so I'm going to send it home to you for homework. You've got Lesson 7 there. If you have questions, you can always come see me. Um, but basically, there's a little formula that <laughs> you can plug in all of your information. Also, this um, PowerPoint will be on Audioverse for you to look at and reference later. But you have this little formula here, and then you take... This, uh, bio, we use biointensive farming, uh, or spacing, I guess you should say, and it's a French method that just allows you to get the biggest bang for your soil space that you possibly can, um, and it really helps with weed management as well. J.M. Fortier has done a lot of research on that, and so there's a chart in your uh, handout that shows the spacing of, uh, between your plants and between your rows and then allows you to calculate out how many seeds you'll need. You use this uh, formula to help you do great work in succession plantings and all of that. So we're going to move on past all of this. And basically, if I wanted four succession plantings of lettuce with that Volcran lettuce, I, I would order for a 100-foot row. Uh, for 100 foot beds, I would order 1,200 seeds. And then I would just go quickly to Johnny Selected Seed. I really like Johnny Selected Seeds because um, they are, they have like a 99.8% germination rate. And I have, I've used Walmart packaged seeds and all of that stuff. And you're like, two come up and you're like, man, I'm a horrible gardener. It's like, no, just they're grade B seeds. You need Johnny Selected Seeds. They're it's a really reputable company, and all the stuff sprouts up. Anyway, so then you can order your seeds there, and they come right to you. 
These are pelleted seeds, which are really convenient because they have a little bit of clay around each seed, and that allows for students to be able to place them in the soil blocks real easy instead of those paper-thin ones. All right, so reiterating why acquainting agriculture. Um, we hope this information was helpful for you. Um, that, that you understand why acquainting agriculture is a, is a blessing and a benefit. Um, we hope to see it fit into your garden. Um, the resources um, are as, you know, Born to Grow, we've really helped, our, our Born to Grow is helping to support us, Farmer's Friend, Farm Stew, the curriculum is helping you as teachers. And then that garden uh, calendar and seed, I'm, I'm not quite sure, I'm just like rushing through. But anyway, we hope it was a blessing to you all. Questions, does anyone have any questions? We have a, like maybe three minutes for questions. And thank you, Angela, you can come up and help me answer these questions. I'm just curious, the spiritual lesson on 53 about Daniel Nebuchadnezzar's dream, mm -hmm. um, does it go any farther into that or is that an opening for you to be able to do that? Um, the legs? Yeah, well you could, you could take it further as a teacher if you wanted to. Well, No, what it is is it's a spiritual lesson that actually applies to the science lesson. So that's just an illustration. What, what, that's lesson six? Yeah. Yeah, the question was... Yeah, you could use this as a segue into a, to going further into it, yeah. Yeah, this is, we've really tried to be careful to make this practical for Christian non-Adventists as well. Um, so any other questions that you might have? Yes, ma'am. Uh, I know you all had an elementary session. Mm -hmm. um, would you suggest starting there, kind of like the sunlight, uh, sunlight curriculum where you can kind of start at the beginning and it, it helps everybody or jump right into high school because your kids are 14 and 15? So the question was, do you need to start from the very beginning, first grade, and progress on so that you're equipped to understand it by high school level? Yeah. Do you want to answer? So I would just start at high school. Um, the middle school program is designed, well, the, the, the curriculum is designed to, to meet anyone where they're at. But the, the goal of the high school curriculum is to make them have the tools to be a market farmer. So if you are homeschooling and you have your own side market farm, then I think it would just, I would just do the high school and let them start taking more ownership of your farm if that's your, if that's your situation. If you're not having a market farm, um, it just probably depends how much money is in your budget and how many years you want them to like be doing the talk of the garden. But if you're actually gardening, I would just do the high school. And if you're just talking about gardening, then probably buy the middle school and the high school because you're going to need to make it stretch. And if you're just talking about gardening, then the high school is going to get redundant, right? But if you're doing it, you just need the high school and then let the kids really just start owning it. Maybe they'll get deeper into flowers because you go into that chapter. They'll get deep, deeper into bees or, you know, and then start doing this or that. All right, any other questions? Yes, ma'am. Can you talk a little bit more about the training in Colorado? Yeah, I'll talk about that. <laughs> yeah, so basically we have a dream um, that this curriculum is two-faceted. One is that it reaches our children and our kids, of course, 
but we also have a big dream that it reaches um, our communities in the world. <laughs> and so um, we want to start a mission organization, and God is good because God brought us joy. <laughs> so it was a dream that I mentioned to Anna a couple years ago called He Said Grow. So if you've heard of the NAD, they have a movement called He Said Go. And young adults give a year of their lives as student missionaries. And you go teach in Palau or Micronesia Islands or even they have openings in Australia and Europe. You just, it's, it's on their website, the NAD, He Said Go. And I always wanted to do He Said Go. God didn't open up doors. <laughs> Anyways, and so when we started doing this curriculum, I, I had the vision that it would be so much bigger than just teaching our kids how to grow, but it could feed starving people. <laughs> and that's not just starving people actual food it's also nutrition right which is all over the world whether you're in a county in Michigan or if you're in a county in um in the country of Australia or if you are in South Sudan right there's needs everywhere and so grow to know him is trying to train people of all ages maybe to give a year of their life to serve with farm stew overseas and countries that need help in Africa, or maybe it's going to Milo Academy, and a young adult will give a year of their life to help your farm grow even bigger and stronger, or help the little academy down the road that's trying to do this, and is an Adventist teacher that has a hundred things on her plate or his plate, and they're a one-room school, and a young adult is willing to give a year to help their garden program succeed. That's kind of the vision of He Said Grow. The other big thing I wanted to say is for people in here who are not teachers, or even if you can think of your own churches, um, a big thing that we also want to do with our curriculum is uh, start community gardens at our churches. And so what you would do is, have you guys ever heard of Financial Peace University with Dave Ramsey? You know that model? It's a very similar model, right? Where the teacher buys the, where the church buys the teacher's package. So the, they would buy this as a church for $200. You get the teacher's edition, one student copy, and then the Born to Grow subscription. Then you'd advertise in your community. We even have an advertisement to send you guys right now where you could see how it would look. Um, Aquating agriculture, come to our church and we'll teach you how to garden. And with COVID, let me tell you, the world is open. <laughs> if you didn't notice, when COVID hit, seeds were all out. Mm-hmm. Gardening stuff was out in Walmart and Lowe's. You just, I mean, the world is open. It's, it is so ripe right now for gardening. <laughs> and so you, you buy the teacher's package and then you market it and you advertise it in your community. And the people that sign up, they pay $75 and get a student workbook. And we're going to take off student on the front of the page, so it just says field guide. And they, sp- they spend $100 to sign up for Dave Ramsey's Financial Peace University. And you're going to pay a lot more than $75 for a master garden class. But the cool thing as a church, you have a spiritual component. You have the science of how to teach your community how to grow. Then you have the right hand of the gospel with the health message. Because <laughs> there's health component every lesson as well. So please, if you have church members or if you have churches, take as many business cards as you would like and just start giving people ideas to to start a community garden at our church. And yes, it's going to take a couple thousand dollars to buy a hoop house and everything you need to make a community garden at your church. But it's, it's an awesome way to do evangelism. And I think we can make a huge impact if we get our churches to buy this, this curriculum and we take it on and have each one of our churches as really a lifestyle um, center in our communities. Yeah. I think that was remarkable. I was sitting here thinking of something like that in my head, a little country church. There's a high school student I know who really needs some attention. And I thought, wow, this, this is right at the end line. has some special needs. And so my mind's going like, oh, God, don't call me to do this. 
<laughs> well, send him, send him to Colorado. That was our team. We all kind of look alike. <laughs> well, send him, send him to Colorado, and then like hit, let, there's nothing like giving young adult the autonomy and the freedom to take a program and thrive with it. Mm-hmm. And, um, You're saying send the high school student to Colorado? Yeah. I, well, they have to be above 18. Yeah. Just kidding. I'm sorry. If he's an old high school student. I was going to say, don't forget what Dwayne Lemon said this morning. He challenged us about inner cities and food deserts. Like, don't just think about our little property and our little communities. Like, there's so much food deserts Jeff, you had a question? Yeah, you know, I've met a lot of, because I'm a high school teacher for the last uh, four years, and there's a lot of kids who are really struggling because what was possible to us just two years ago isn't anymore. And I have mm-hmm. a kid who I know two years in a row has gotten rejected for a student missionary for He Said Go. And they've been like, I'm going to go to Micronesia, Miss Boothby. Well, no longer, I'm no longer Miss Boothby. But at the time, <laughs> I'm going to be, I'm going to go, I'm going to go. And then, hey, Hunter, yeah, I'm not going. I'm going to go. You know, and, and you just watch it, and it's hard. And I also think <laughs> there is nothing like serving. Mm-hmm. And, it, and we are talking about Adventist education here, and yet we wonder why we don't have missionaries, but we need to give them practical experiences being a missionary. It's like if I taught you the entire time how to be a construction manager, and I never gave you a hammer and nail, no wonder you're frustrated. <laughs> Give them the hammer and nail. <laughs> Let them go. And so, yeah, pray about it. If you have young adults, you know, encourage them to give a year and help a school. Can you imagine what Milo Academy would do with one year of, like, help? <laughs> I just feel like our schools are always 10 feet behind. We, we have this on You Said Go. Mm-hmm. Um, and so we haven't had anybody for some time now. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. God is good. He's definitely rising so up the movement. So another question in the back. Um, are you guys only doing missions in Africa, or are you doing it in other places as well? Uh, regarding farm stew? Yeah. Okay. I'll answer that. Okay. My name is Joy Kaufman, and I lead farm stew. And we are in about five countries in Africa, and then also doing training in Cuba with a partner And he said, 
he said grow is a really, it's an idea <laughs> that God seems to be taking already. Because when I mentioned it to Anna, and I started looking at he said go on the NAD, and I realized all the legalities of everything the NAD has had to set up, and I'm like, how am I going to send a young adult into the field? Like, I don't even have health insurance, you know. I'm doing just a whole year on the road with my husband as we're traveling around marketing this program and introducing it to conferences all over the U.S., how am I going to keep young adults safe? And how am I going to sign them up? And all those things. And so it's very much a, 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 an idea and a vision in the making. And I think I believe in talking about it, even though it's not anything 100% concrete, except for that we do have farms too helping us train. Exactly where we can take the kids or adults that are coming into Pioneer, Colorado in March, where we're going to put them, God's going to have to continue to open up doors. But... I'm just telling you, it's just incredible to me how we keep talking about different things, and then God brings us that next piece. Mm -hmm. So maybe one of you will help us be that next piece. <laughs> well, and there was all these miracles, too. I just want to say, like, shout out to God, because yes. I, I moved to this farm in August thinking I was just going to run the international farms, too. I never thought of doing anything in the U.S. It's too busy. And then it's a farm where you're her. My pastor is married to her cousin, <laughs> and she had been on the same farm. And I had been on this, okay, yeah, sorry, really quick, a miracle story that I don't know if Audioverse is going to catch. But basically, I had gone to Colorado to visit my cousin, and her husband, Nathan, his, his parents have this farm in Paonia, and they're like, oh, what you're doing, you could use Paonia as your training ground, you could, like, tell everybody to do it. And I was like, I'm never going to move to Paonia, Colorado. Well, guess who's <laughs> going to Paonia, Colorado in March and helping run training seminars? So I had been there last February, a year ago this February, I had been visiting my cousin on a home leave, because I work at a boy. I was working at a boarding academy, and, and God was like, yeah, you're coming. You just have no idea what's coming. <laughs> yeah. God is good. So God yes. is working with He Said Grow, and yeah, Lord will open up doors, and just, if you guys could help us plant seeds, take there business cards. <laughs> He said grow. Aquarian agriculture is being used, yes. It's, be, it's been sold for a couple months now. So our actual high school curriculum is being used in schools in the U.S. currently. Yeah. And, and homeschooling is as well, yeah. Yes? So the meeting in Colorado, the training in Colorado, is that to do with Farm Stew or is that to do the curriculum that you're Good question. Present? So the question was really quick. Um, is the train Colorado March 13 to and March 20, those two trainings, they are for both Farm Stew and for Aquarian Agriculture. So Farm Stew is the, the acrostic, or acronym, acrostic, and F is farming, and so they're using Aquarian Agriculture for their F. And then you'd also learn some other things that's a part of the whole um, community development program, like um, 
enterprise and yeah, different. It's a hygiene. It's it's a it's a broader program, and ours is simply focused on farming with the spiritual and the health aspect. Mm-hmm. But there is a separate training for teachers that is um, a little more condensed and helping equip teachers to be able to go back to their students and use this program efficiently. And they're hosting it in June. Yeah, but I know there's time, and so I just want to make sure to be respectful of people that have wanted to go. So the curriculum itself is never meant to teach all the subjects. The curriculum itself is meant to teach gardening. And um, we bring in God and we bring in health, but in no way am I trying to say that this is all you need for your freshman year of high school, your senior year of high school. It is just to teach gardening, and you can bring in aspects of English and science. Of course, it covers those different concepts, but it does not teach everything that you need to know for those years in science or in English. For homeschooling parents, do you have any recommendations for the program? No, there's tons and tons and tons of homeschooling yeah. curriculums out there. I wouldn't even begin to address which one to suggest to mm-hmm. use. Yeah, so I use, for my high children school. right here, um, I, are you talking about the high school level? Or yes. Well, I'm interested in all of it. Okay, so I homeschool my two boys, and I use um, a curriculum called My Father's World, and that is very God-centered, nature-oriented, mission-oriented. It's a wonderful program. It doesn't have the farming aspect of it, so I then take the uh, elementary version, and I just supplement my, my curriculum with that. Um, yeah, it does. They, do. they go all the way up. It's a really wonderful It's a program. really awesome. I want to actually do it myself. I love what they do with Bible and history. They put it together. Mm-hmm. It's, po- it's powerful. This is my father's world. It's a great curriculum. Yeah. Angela actually started a school in Switzerland using that curriculum. <laughs> so it was just a really good one. Yeah. Yes, yes. In doing a program like this at a local church, kind of a community outreach, are you aware of any way that a credentialed high school only once the NAD really no not at this point can I give any credit I am having meetings with the NAD I am having meetings with conferences unions I have a big zoom meeting with a union tomorrow God is good as I'm traveling around we're going to every single conference in the lower 48 and all the unions as well um, and we'll just see how God opens and closes doors. So it can't but be wait, a, we have a, another commenter. And, and addressing that as well while she's coming up here, Campion Academy, um, and I'm sure Milo too, like they give credit to their well, students. Like if we partnered with San Diego Academy, mm-hmm. I'm a credential teacher, mm-hmm. and I have a lifetime yeah. credentials. As long as you're... Sp- Yes. Uh, who are you referring to that gets credit? Just uh, the, students. the students. Yeah. Oh, even if the school doesn't have it, if it's at the church, could they get credit? Hmm. So if we are talking about students receiving credits on their high school transcript, is that what your question is? Um, I think, right, I think that often what goes on a high school transcript as far as things they can receive credit for is based on the state recommendations. 
However, I have heard of a few high schools that I've talked to that partner with local trade schools or um, organizations, and the students can earn certificates like from the local trade school. So that that is an option. But as far as an official high school transcript from um, that would go towards a university, I I don't know the legality and how that kind of thing would work. Right. Exactly. That that would be all state based. Um, That's a really good idea. Like we that. could Ukrainian agriculture could come up with a certificate. It wouldn't have any necessarily legality clout. or clout in yeah. some worlds, but there's no way that I mean it's definitely great on your resume. Kids are certificates never do. Yeah, but they would it would look awesome to it. It would give the student something paper wise yeah. to show that I am I did something. Yeah. I remember when I was in nursing school I had no experience to put on my resume for my first employer, but my teacher then took all of the uh, um, what is it called? Oh, I can't even remember now. When you do your, uh, no, when you do your um, student nursing, you know, your, um, anyway, they, what was it? Your clinical hours. Thank you. That's it. My clinical hours. Um, thank you, nurse. Chat. Uh, anyway, and so that she took all of that information and made this beautiful like outlay of all the hours that I spent doing each one of these skills, and that's what I put on my resume, and that's what got me jobs, you know, because otherwise you have no, you know. Yeah, experience. thank you very much for that. I think that yeah. could be a great direction that we could just make a certificate. Yeah. yeah. Thank you. Thank you all for staying. I mean, we we've got I think dinner next or booths or something. I think we have we have booths. Yeah, and if you have any other further questions, stop by our booth. This media was brought to you by Audioverse, a website dedicated to spreading God's word through free sermon audio and much more. If you would like to know more about Audioverse or if you would like to listen to more sermons, please visit www.audioverse.org. Thank you.